0: I told you before to be careful where you put your legs I was only trying to be helpful I could help myself What are you waiting for? Come on Come on What are you waiting for? Come on Come on For seven decades, Michael Caine has been among the world's most renowned and recognisable actors It was just what I needed A one inch god with a two inch penis The star of classics like Zulu The Man Who Would Be King And The Cider House Rules It's a miracle no one was killed but also films that brought his career to the brink of complete implosion.
1: I made a mistake.
0: Somehow, he has always found a way back.
1: You're a big man, but you're in bad shape. But me, it's a full-time job.
0: In this epic podcast series, we will watch and review every Michael Caine movie, from the greatest hits... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. ...to the incredible misses. You failed to maintain your weapons, son. ...and take a deep dive into the life and work of one of the world's most recognisable film stars His name is Michael Caine and no one will forget his name to understand how he has made The Mark of Cain. Well, you all settled in? Right, we can begin For God's sake, come in Hello and welcome as always to The Mark of Kane, the podcast series where we take magnifying glass the career of Michael Cain to peruse the minutiae of an amazing career in film that reels from the sublime to the ridiculous, often in the same movie. Uh, my name is Michael Foley and I'm joined as always by Stephen Black of the Mallow News Twitter feed and now, to be fair, seasoned Kane film reviewer. How are you doing? All right, is it minutiae or minutiae? I don't know. You do this. You do this every. You're a bit like Kane, You know the way Kane has like one good movie every five. You do this like picking me up on stuff like pronounced wrong about once every four podcasts or so. So what is it then? What is it? Min- minutiae. I think you said minute a, didn't you? I I don't know. I said I say minute. I mean, if it's if it's minutiae, where is the s and the h? Or even just some kind of a I don't know.
1: Anyway, I, I, I far be it for me to to uh, take the wheels off your carriage.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know what? It's no harm. It slows me down a little bit, makes me think about words, which is, I suppose, no harm in my profession <laughs> to think about it's words from time to time. And before, look, before we get into sleuth, really, Stephen, I suppose we really should talk about the the elephant in the room. Uh, it's a couple of weeks now since, uh, since Mick Cain retired and then unretired. And we kind of thought it would be safer to give it a give it a little bit of time in case he retired again. Uh, we've had a we've had a bit of communication on the socials from people asking what we thought given what we're at. Um, when you saw, so let me ask: when you saw when you saw that he was retiring, did you did you believe it?
1: No, I didn't. Not really. No, uh, I think maybe for a few seconds it was like, could it be? <laughs> and then. Reality kicked in. Us. And you know what I mean? Within hours, you know, it was essentially him taking out his big retirement mickey. swinging <laughs> it around like a fucking propeller. Getting everybody's attention going, oh, this uh, looks good. Oh, please, yes, more of that. Yeah. And then he just tucked it away and said, no, uh, I'm not actually <laughs> retiring. And he slowly, slowly walked off into the sunset. Walked? <laughs> Limped. Limbed, I think that was one of the problems, Wheeled. wasn't
0: it? Wheeled, yeah, that's one of his that's one of his issues now. He can't he can't he can't walk so well. I, I get
1: the I get the impression that his accountant probably rang him after after the <laughs> the Kermode and Mayo podcast go uh, what are you at? I
0: think you might be right. Just to kind of put meat on the bones of for anybody who somehow missed this, because you know it was actually it actually became bigger news than you would possibly expect for an eighty-eight year old actor of of his uh, of his vintage, and the fact that he hasn't really been in anything huge apart from the Batman's in the last little while in a big in a proper way, you know. But uh, he's promoting bestsellers. He's he's filming. That's 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 all at the minute. Um, he was doing an interview with Simon Mayo as part of the Cromorne Mayo uh, movie show, um, and yeah, he was essentially he kind of almost volunteered. He could uh, read, just read the quote just for just for posterity's sake. Anyways, it's funny enough. It has turned out to be what is my last part really because I haven't worked for two years and I have a spine problem which affects my legs, so I can't walk very well. So, and I also wrote a book, a couple of books which were published and were successful. So now I'm not now an actor; I'm a writer, which is lovely because as an actor you have to get up at half past six in the morning and go to the studio, and as a writer. You start right without leaving the bed. Nick, I know you're doing it the right way if that's the way you do it. But anyway, that's just my own opinion. So Mayo then, so Mayo kind of just, just kind of nudges him a little bit forward just to get clarification on whether, are you actually retiring, Sir Michael? And he says, I think it would be, brackets, my last picture, yeah. There haven't been many offers, honestly, for two years because nobody's been making any movies I want to do. Also, you know, I'm 88. There's not exactly scripts pouring out with a leading man that's 88, you know. So, I mean, he did retire, like, or am I reading it wrong?
1: Yeah, also, what books has he written in the last fucking decade? He's written one book, as far as I can tell, which is yet another kind of uh, recycled version of his autobiography, and that's it. That's all I can find.
0: He's written a fiction book. He's written a kind of a thriller novel. A fiction
1: book. Oh, you're, I, I didn't realize I yeah. was talking to a literary expert.
0: <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase that. He's, he's written a thriller novel that he's. uh it's not been published but he's 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 hoping to get it over the line
1: uh please don't because you're going to make you're going to make me fucking read it
0: i am you know we'll be getting that um uh, so oh you know quite god. quite apart from all the movies that we have to go through we're going to start reading these making books now but uh then the following literally like right the following day he there was a tweet came up uh, i haven't retired and not a lot of people know that oh god it's always with the brand always with the brand then there was a statement of variety kind of confirming it regarding retirement i've spent over 50 years getting up at 6 a.m to make movies i'm not getting rid of my alarm clock keeping in mind that one of the advantages of not acting anymore that he told simon Mayo was
1: i don't have to get up early anymore are you you gotta love him, don't you? I give, I give it, I give him the fucking fact that throughout his autobiography, he maintains one of the advantages of working on a film set is that you don't have to get up early in the fucking morning. It's not a night. It's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a, a like a regular job. I think we've. I think we've established at this stage that a lot of his statements don't really stand up to to to, no, and this <laughs> to podcast based scrutiny. <laughs> But I mean, that's the one thing that at least has been consistent throughout his career is because there certainly hasn't been the quality of his fucking movies. It's his uh, quality of his inconsistency when it comes to both movies and statements about life, life experiences, movies, blah, blah, blah. All just grain pound.
0: He is consistent. Metric ton of salt. He is consistently inconsistent. Like, and you know, you know, it's obviously been forgotten. Christ above. I didn't know either, but he actually, he actually retired before he quit acting. Back in the mid-90s, after Bullet to Beijing, one of these Harry Palmer straight to... Would we have had DVDs in 1995, would it still straight to video? Anyway, whatever. He had such an awful experience in St. Petersburg shooting that, which we'll save for another day, that uh, he it kind of, he says himself, it put him off, but uh, Jack Nicholson managed to cajole him back for Blood and Wine. Now, I went and just checked the dates, because I am thinking, oh gosh, maybe he went for two or three years. Bullet to Beijing came out in 1995, Blood and Wine came out in 1996. So it was like, yeah, he retired for another hot weekend, I'd say, and you know, first decent offer that came along. Oh, it's, like, right. Ringo, it's like Ringo leaving the, leaving the Beatles during the making of the White Album. <laughs> it is, yeah, coming back with the with the drum kit garlanded with flowers. Yeah, yeah, you can you can you, you, you can imagine Sir Michael's um, chair when he went onto the set of Blood and Wine, garlanded in I don't know whatever he'd be into. I'm not sure what cigars 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 yeah cigars and and a bottle of wine for 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 his evening meals because he only drinks when he's eating um <laughs> by by the way just in case just in case he doesn't so he
1: only drinks when he's eating does that go for water as well like so if he's trying to get through his he's, he's, he's uh, <laughs> a couple of liters of water a day does he need to have like a little snack a little cashew a lemon nut a little cashew. swallow that down <laughs> in order to you know keep going I sorry Sh- sorry shakira I can't, I can't have a glass of water. I need to have my cashew. <laughs> he's a man who he's, he's a man who Lovely treats. Lovely little cashew.
0: Man who treats his body. As a temple in his advancing years. So I, i'd 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 say he's i'd say he's hip to any of that stuff. Yeah, I'd say he absolutely is. He actually had even if he even if he was retiring. Right. This is so two pack. This is why I think he's going to be the two pack of of the movie business, even when the great man is dead and gone. He already had filmed a movie anyway called Medieval, which you'll be glad to hear. Stephen, is a Czech historical drama. For some reason, it gets me thinking of the last valley he's old. Uh, he's old 30 years war thing. A Czech historical drama, of course, being what we're all crying out for, uh, called Medieval. It's out in 2022. So even if he wasn't making movies anymore, there are still more Kane movies to come.
1: I've seen that. And the only picture I've seen of him on set is him in, being carried in a sedan. You know, those cita- sedan chairs. So even <laughs> still, he's, he's sitting down. It's sitting down Kane really at this stage, isn't it? What's yeah. your
0: stage? Just remind me again. This is something, obviously, for another day. But what are your... It's it's sitting... We're in sitting
1: down Kane now, isn't it? Probably. No, we've entered the lying down phase. So right. he's now either vocals or lying down Kane. So right. Fox only cane. So you're like the radio in Cork, And uh, his various voiceover work in the likes of Nomeo versus Juliet or whatever. Yeah, Nomeo called. and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Nomeo and Juliet 2, Electric Boogaloo. Mm. Um, and now he's entered, yeah, even the trailer for that... Um, New One with Aubrey Plaza, what's yeah, best name, what's sellers, best sellers, best sellers. He's like half the footage from that trailer is him lying in a bed, so this is right. We're, I we're mean, essentially in. he's got to probably he's probably written into his contract that you know a certain amount of footage would be shot of him lying in state so it could be recycled <laughs> and used basically, basically in future films that he can uh <laughs> fund, fund his still going concern of restaurants and maybe you know. Buy ponies for his daughters or whatever. I don't know. Exactly. And fun and fun the maintenance of the headstone.
0: Like, I mean, it, it is going. He's going to be two-packed. There's gonna be they there'll be scraping together the dregs a, of stuff a holog, uh,
1: there'll be a hologram on tour. Oh,
0: hologram cane There will, he'll be in movies. So he'll yeah. be still doing he'll be still doing Alfred the Butler as a hologram in 20-30 in years time. And hopefully he'll be around to do it. But here here's something to here's something to chill your soul just before we 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 leave this. I didn't know this, maybe you knew this, but Vin Diesel. Had an idea for a part for Kane in the Fast and Furious franchise.
1: I did not know that. that this terrified. I mean, obviously, me. Helen, Mir- Helen Mirren is it. Was, was it was was he yeah. supposed to play um, Jason Statham's dad or something? It's yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: This I am telling you no, right? I'm telling you no. If somehow lying down Kane, manif- kind of manifests in the Fast and the Furious franchise, I'm gone. I'm done with this. I can't do it. That's just a bridge, a bridge too far.
1: Well, that's a good segue. That kind of ruins me just to say my only, my only factoid about Vin Diesel is that he is a twin brother, literally twin diesel. <laughs> really, Twin diesel? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. You're not taking 100%. The piss. I am not taking the piss. Oh my God. Oh
0: my God. Well, we'll probably leave it at that. He did, a, he did one more thing. He did a very, I have to say, it was a bit, it was a bit poignant reading this interview in The Guardian, uh, maybe about a week maybe about a week after his Kermode Mayo interview had appeared. And again, he's kind of saying he's retiring, but he also said like, he doesn't watch his own movies. He misses his own mates. They're all, they're all passing away in him. And it's his, it's his buddies he misses uh, rather than, you know, doesn't watch his movies anymore, you know? So, but you know what? We're here to watch him for you, man. So we'll, we'll keep driving on.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to rude that segue. That was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to go back, you said season, seasons, mm. like as in, you know, like uh, Piece of fucking meat that's been hung out and kind of covered in fucking peppercorns and a bit of salt and pepper, a dry, dry out in the sun.
0: Yeah, that kind of seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. feels like that. We have been trudging through some terrible schlock lately, it has to be said. Like it's been, it's been a rough ride since Get Carter, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been pretty poor. All right. It has been like, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know. The Sleuth is today's film and it was a bit of a treat. I think I maybe knowing it was an Oscar nominated performance for Mick Kane I had high hopes.
1: I had very high hopes, and
0: I think he, I think he delivered. Do you think he delivered?
1: Yeah, I think we can get into for the detail, obviously, because mm. you know that's kind of what we're supposed to do. Uh, yeah, it's certainly a, a, a better movie than the the last two or three that we've watched.
0: Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly an improvement. Um, but anyway, look, you know what? It's more than an improvement. This is this is a fabulous performance by kane in his own words at the time this is the best film that he had made and the best performance that he felt he had given to date in anything opposite laurence olivier lord olivier indeed the godfather of stage and screen acting in a great old thriller mystery called sleuth think of the perfect crime the house is empty have you ever actually committed a crime before then one step further
1: this as they say is where the plot begins it's a real game and a real murder there's absolutely no point in playing another pretend game isn't that right
0: palomar pictures international presents
1: i understand you want to marry my wife with your permission of course Olivier. You may not agree with this, Inspector, but you take it from me. The shortest way to a man's heart is through humiliation. You soon find out what he's made of. Michael Caine. Why don't
0: I just keep tapping you lightly on the head with a poker until the lump comes up? Can't make a game out
1: of real murder. We'll see. In Joseph L. Mankiewicz's film, Man! You are a young man Dressed as a clown About to be murdered
0: Of Anthony Schaffer's Tony Award winning play Sleuth Right Well Did you enjoy it? Is it a bit of a Sunday afternoon classic for you?
1: It's a bit of a kind of a Sunday. Yeah. they kind of your know, latchkey kid parents who got off to the beach. You're, you're kind of that kind of adolescent uh, time of your life. You're going, oh, I don't want to be going away with my family. I want to be by myself, at your home and this is on. And you're kind of going, oh God, what is this? Uh, <laughs> and it's fine. Like it's, it's, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. It was okay. I had an okay time with it. It was, I mean, it was a slog. Like I sing a little song for you. Can I sing a little song for you? Yes. Go on. Yeah. It's a uh, film that's turned into a movie Oh shit, sorry I'll have to go back <laughs> What an idiot Okay. Oh, brilliant well, Take can you two
0: cut, can, you, can you cut me in? This will be on the <laughs> anthology edition No, this yeah. is like, you know Yeah, This this will be like well, well, we'd like to see earlier versions To see how this song evolved really, re- You really
1: wouldn't know it was, it was awful <laughs> Okay, but. I
0: count you in Do you want to kind of What kind of accounting do you want? Do you want a slow counting? What kind of a tempo, you know Ah, oh, just mid-tempo We'll probably end up cutting this anyway because okay. it, oh, I doubt it One
1: Are you ready? Yeah One Two Three Four It's a play that's been turned into a movie It's a play that's been turned into a movie Although it has the scope Of Alfred Hitchcock's rope It's a play that's been turned into a movie I really mean it (laughs) Why? Just the one verse yet Oh yeah It's uh, it's a work in progress Two hours and twenty fucking minutes Like With no intermission, like you get in the theatre, like decent people (laughs) would. Get my gin and tonic, go, Christ, your man's laying it on a bit thick, isn't he? Uh, I wonder what's going to happen in the second act, blah, blah, blah. Not even that, no. Two hours and 20 minutes of two lads talking to each other with very little to distract you, except odd shots of uh, dead-eyed automatons uh, that the the, the director bizarrely throws in every, I think probably regularly, every seven minutes, he'll cut to like a dead-eyed fucking a uh, sailor, or doll playing the piano, or a a, a bear t- doing shots, which was another one, bizarre one as well. But yeah, do you want to break down the plot there before I, I yeah, to my I old d- man shouts a cloud routine. Before I do,
0: before you go to your man shouts a cloud routine, I, I do think it's important to point out, just you know, just for yourself, like that, you are watching these films online, so you can pause if you want an information intermission. I'm not expecting you to sit through the whole lot. No one is. You can go away and walk away, like you know, and come back again. That is an option for you.
1: Oh, and I did. I didn't sit down and watch this someone go. Um, like there was no way this, that was gonna happen. Um, I started 40 minutes in and was like, okay, this is all right. And then uh, yeah, like, no, I had to go and have a but I'm just started, in terms of a cinema experience back in back in the day when there was no watching shit at home on your TV when it came out, you were sat in the the, the cinema and you were put to three two hours and twenty minutes of this and then I was expecting, yeah, it was it's
0: it's an awful lot to oh,
1: man. back in the 70s, they were all smoking cigarettes and you know, probably probably
0: having a GNT in there. Could you serve alcohol in cinemas back in the seventies? You can still serve well. You can still serve alcohol in the cinemas now. Can you? I've never, I've never ordered a drink in a cinema.
1: Well, the uh, lighthouse in Dublin does it, doesn't
0: it? I have no idea. I think the
1: never... Kino in it as well. Are, are, maybe, are, are... maybe,
0: maybe these are. I should really start visiting these places. Um.
1: Okay, yeah, it's not always you can get a fucking uh, a fat frog going in to watch Peter Rabbit two with the kids. Right? <laughs> oh God! And how badly it would be needed for Peter Rabbit two, let me tell you. you know, two two points of that, and you go, Do you know what James Corden's is actually really funny, isn't he, kids? Oh God!
0: I tell you, I'm playing. T- I tell you, I, I, I tell you, going to someone when you have small kids, going to some of those movies, it does make you appreciate even bad McCain movies that you have to sit through. And by the way, I think we're going to have a little bit of a difference of opinion on this one. by the sounds things, I think it's, I thought it was a lot better than you do. But I think that comes, Ooh. back. I think Ooh, that comes conflict. Back. I, think, I think that Ooh, comes the listeners back. love conflict. They do, they do, they love it when we're killing each other. They, I, I, I think it comes back to uh, your distaste for theater turn to film. But we will come on to all that. We will, we'll, I'll get through the plot. It's. Huge, like, to be to be honest. I mean, huge spoiler alert here because it's a kind of it is a mystery. It's a lot of twists and turns. So, if you oh, want, there's a lot of
1: twists and turns in this. Basically, uh the best way to go through this movie is with your eyes closed and consider it like a really fucking long <laughs> audiobook. Because the spoilers that he's talking about, if unless you are, God love you, visually impaired, yeah, or um, or yeah, if you're visually impaired, then you everything in this movie will turn out to be a. And do you know what? Maybe a little bit of a hearing problem as well, because to be honest with you as we as more things with Kane, when there's an accent on it tends to kind of slip whatever he has to shout as as the character that he's playing but again uh sorry for interrupting you but you know i just wanted to contextualize that whole oh spoilers
0: yeah yeah well look it's it's a, i think it's it's a very good movie it's a nice movie and if you want to watch it and you haven't seen it maybe you might want to scroll along because it really is a it's it's a twisty one anyway anyway on we go. um okay so andrew wyke is played by lord Olivier uh, he's a successful crime fiction author who invites this chap, Milo Tyndall, played by Kane, to discuss the business of Milo's ongoing affair with Wyke's wife. Uh, he wants Milo basically to stage a dual robbery in the house that will result in an insurance payout that will allow Wyke to offload his wife, whose name is Marguerite, uh, and give Milo the cash to fund her apparently lavish lifestyle. So Milo agrees to fairly complex scheme to rob the house, that stars Kane in a clone costume. But it all ends up uh, with Wyke apparently shooting and killing Milo, the robbery scheme being a ruse to frame uh, Milo as a burglar and explain his death. Next up, uh, Inspector Doppler arrives investigating Milo's disappearance. Sorry, you'll understand why I'm laughing in about five minutes' time. Uh, it turns out that Wyke uh, only used blanks and Milo stumbled off home when the whole episode was finished. Um, but Doppler finds enough evidence uh, at the scene to support a murder. and He arrests Wyke only to reveal himself <gasps> as Milo. It's Kane! Oh my goodness! The man has inhabited and disappeared into another character. So, score settled? No, no, don't, don't, don't think so. Milo's on a roll now. So, next up, he claims that he's killed White's lover, Thea, and that the police are arriving soon. He's framed uh, White for the killing. Uh, he has White then scrambling around the house seeking planted evidence before the cops arrive. When they do, of course it turns out that Milo's tricked White again and Tay is alive and there's no police. But so he keeps driving him into White, at which point White threatens look at basically lad, I've had enough for you. I'm gonna kill you. Milo says, I saw that coming, uh, Mr. Wyke. Uh cops are I've already caught the cops in the event of you trying to kill me, but Wyke is like, I'm gonna kill you anyway. Uh so he kills him, fill him in with White trapped in his house with the police outside and all. As Stephen mentioned, all these various automata kind of gadgets and models and contraptions playing ghoulish hurdy gurdy music. Uh so that was it. Um I thought it was a very good film, two great performances. And all I all I was thinking at the end of it is, where has this McCain been since Gay Carter?
1: Uh I, I just going I I d I don't really care about that at the moment, I wanna bring this back in a, a few a few <laughs> okay. steps, right? I, we know what McCain's been doing. He's he's been engaged in a little bit of what 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 the uh, gentleman might call riding uh yeah. with his soon to be wife he's in love this is Kane in love uh mm. so he's been a little bit distracted with that but he's also doing the typical Kane thing of uh I didn't read the script uh I trust the guys involved in it going off and making the movies deciding it's a disaster and then not bothering to to, to be motivated enough to put in a, a good performance okay so, so he- this is him this is him partnering off with Larry with uh Larry Lord Larry Olivia it uh, feels as if he has to uh, pull out the big guns so that he can be an equal with uh, Olivier on the screen. So he's very invested, and again, you get Kane invested. You get a great performance. Yeah, and this, this is. And it's, as much as I, I wouldn't say dislike this movie. There's aspects of it that I just thought were fucking ridiculous uh, and tedious. Uh, but he puts in a great performance here. Now, let's start at the start. I
0: can. Okay. 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 I am going to clear the decks for this. Yeah. I am going to come back. I'll come back to some of those points later on, but I will yeah. clear the decks now for. And your latest
1: episode of Man Shouts at Cloud. All right, this is 1972, right? This is the year that I saw The Godfather. This is the this is well into the kind of the, the new new cinema, the new wave of uh, American cinema. Uh, this starts out with a, a score and credits that would have been at home in the 1940s or 50s. It's very old school. You kind of feel again. I was uh, like I've done before. I've been watching the wrong version of what i was supposed to be watching. Oh, really? Yeah, what I was like, oh, this this can. No, no, I didn't. Well oh, you but thought, thought you were. I was, because <laughs> I was going, this can't be spilling film out in the 70s. Like There's a fucking harpsichord in here as well. What's going on? Uh, you mentioned, uh, you, uh, we normally, not to, to break the illusion of uh, completely improvised uh, hashtag bands here, but we do uh, occasionally uh, uh, exchange messages about the movie. You mentioned, you know, a Murder, She Wrote vibe to this, but the composer of this composed the theme song for Murder, She Wrote.
0: Get out of town.
1: Yes. Get it out is of town. John Addison. Uh, wrote the score for Murder She Wrote. There you go. That's my day made. It
0: kind of reminded me of Murder She Wrote, um, sort of on a harpsichord, probably played by like Ray. Only, with, only like, with about Bode. only with
1: about twenty percent
0: less sexual tension. About twenty percent, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 not going to get that free son that you get with Lansbury To be fair, yeah.
1: you're introduced then.
0: The,
1: I think there's two exterior shots in this, and the first one is is, is Kane uh, playing Tyndall arriving at the manor house and going out to find Larry, who's dictating. Uh, I suppose a follow-up from Pulp dictating his latest uh, de- detective novel in the middle of a maze because he enjoys games. He likes games a lot. Every <laughs> a game, Michael. Life is a game. Love is a game. Social climbing is a game. Everything is a game. Did you get that? He enjoys games. He's like fucking, if anyone watches the song movie, it's like Jigsaw played by Oscar Wilde written by fucking Noel Coward. It's, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, this isn't just subtext that's kind of Put on with a, you know within with like a sprinkle of this this is a like big fucking butter knife on a big you know fucking loaf of bread slathering it on yeah. there. Do you want it no I have enough no more subtext he likes games get it down your fucking mouth you idiot
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it, it, there can be no doubt on that on that point about that subtext about the game, but also Olivier in general he is he is in full blown Technicolor here like it is. Lord Olivier, I am here to act. All of you, move around me now.
1: Oh, he thought about this is that they're doing the run-through in the script, and he noticed how much Larry was putting into it. He was going to give it everything, and he go, uh, Larry said, Well oh dear boy, you must, you, must, you must put your entire performance into the read-through, otherwise you'll never give 100% of the screen. And King goes, and from that day on, I always did. <laughs> Oh, this man. I learned a life lesson like an fu- like awful lot like a fucking puppy getting a treat you know and you're uh, trying to change a trick you know just yes I, I sat I gave the paw they taught me how to do it But that day on I was able to do it again and again and again
0: there is some great there is some great cane stroke Olivier stuff to get through but carry on with your you're your in you were in mid-shout there at Cloud go on
1: the first forty minutes is—I actually like the pace of the first forty minutes. They set it up. There's a good bit of back and forth. Uh, uh, the dialogue is is sharp. Um, uh, Larry describe yourself as a, an Olympic level sexual athlete is uh, is something that is going to be burned into my brain for the rest of my life. Uh, Michael Kane throwing a dart again sports to answer. Yeah. Sports Kane and clearly again has never thrown a dart. He's like uses his non dart hand to stabilize himself. <laughs> That's right.
0: That is right. I'm sorry. I laugh every time. Sports Kane is one of my favorite things in this. I mean, it's is my, there, yeah, is there my any favorite. character.
1: sports, car- he yeah. No, he's, he's 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 not the most athletic of uh, individuals. Uh, what else? Yeah, it's good. The setup. I mean, you could see the the twist a mile coming. You know. I mean, that's how fucking thick is 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 Tyndall in this? Uh, you're going along to the the lad, uh, the the husband of uh, the woman you're having an affair with. You've told him that you're that basically that you want to get married, meaning that she's going to divorce him. And he's surrounded by uh, the relics of his detective writing career, or detective novel writing career, all these fucking weird automata uh, machines. Clearly he's nuts, but also he's well-versed in the the whole world of, 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 of detective novels. And he's going, oh, do you know what? Fair play to you lad for writing the missus. Do you know what? Too much for me, boy. I've got my own piece on the side there jordan be a great idea if you rob my safe uh and we claim it in the insurance yes that sounds like a normal uh, proposal i am in agreement with you let me now incriminate myself completely and oh no how could you betray me like this in a twist that everybody saw coming and the wet puppy dog eyes that King gives them how could you do this to me how could you make me dress up in a clown outfit stage the entire break in and then out of nowhere Turn on me. It has, to despite be... the fact that you've referred to me, referred to me as a uh, as a jumped-up pantry boy, had to Tamaracy and various Italian uh, racist
0: tropes. It has to be pointed out at this stage you now that the, the scene you're talking about is key for all sorts of reasons, right? So, so basically, just to set the scene, okay? So you have Kane hanging onto a banister in blobs of tears, going, "Don't kill me, dar, dar. All this, right? Um, first question I'll have for you in a second is. It's a bit OTT, but the second point is that when they had filmed the scene, uh, Olivier is walking away. This is a classic Kane anecdote coming up here now, classic Kane anecdote, klaxon. Um, he walks away and kind of a little bit in parallel with, with the with the movie itself and the two characters, where uh, Olivier's uh character is basically looking down his nose at, at Kane's character throughout the whole thing. He turns anyway, anyway he turns to Kane and says. When we started this film, I, I thought of you as a talented assistant. But now I see you as a partner. I think, oh, my God. But Kane says, what a coach!" Oh, my God. Kane says, greatest compliment I ever got. It was like, man, think more of yourself.
1: Yeah, well, think more of yourself. And as well, that, that ties into this whole thing. He was worried. He was stressed going into... Oh, the wrecked out Why of his head. This, again, how insane the English are. Uh, how <laughs> would I address him? It was Lord Olivier. Should I address him as Lord... Larry, but Larry then gave him his permission to call him. Larry. I'm going, dickhead, look We're both in the same movie, like we're both getting more or less equal billing in this thing. I, they, they were both in supporting actor category, so it's not like they were actually, you know, one was uh, uh, given a lead, uh, the, the leading actor over the other. They were both billed as supporting actors, yeah. So, uh, so it's not as if there was any kind of pecking order except for the one that existed in fucking Kane's head and the one that Olivia obviously was had established in his own mind, mm. uh. I
0: do like
1: it I do like the, no I, I, do like the um, I do like the idea though of you mentioned
0: you mentioned there you know lord uh, you know, what do I call you well I'm lord olivier and you are mr kane but after that he says we're larry and mike larry and mike like it's it's just screams early 70s new york sitcom cab drivers starring john Cazale, fresh from his role as fredo and the godfather and a very young tony dancer or maybe just olivier and kane in a sitcom you know trying to make ends meet in uh, in brooklyn Hey, how you doing? Yeah. You got you, you, you got enough, you, you you got enough money? You got enough bread for the rent this month, Larry?
1: Is that Cain doing a New York accent? Yes. Yeah, so I that was too authentic for my liking. <laughs> Come on, you alright? You alright right there, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> or you have enough money for the rent?
0: I just have a vision of Olivia sitting on a couch and said, going, oh dear boy. <laughs> I'm not doing the accent. I'm just speaking as I always do. I mean, I'm, I'm, would like I'm, I'm, to go, I'm I'm like to sure. go
1: get me a slice of, of New York pizza. <laughs> do you enjoy New York pizza pie, Mike? <laughs> oh, I sure do enjoy the slice of the American pizza pie. Oh, marvelous. <laughs> oh then Shall we go together and, and engage in a slice of pizza pie and perhaps go for a Budweiser? Oh, boy, as an American man, I sure would like me. a slice <laughs> of an American pizza pie. And a bad I don't know Is that JFK Or is it Harry Sundown Or what the hell Is going on there I'm not currently Engaging 100% Of my brain How fucking dare you I'm 50% 50% engaged In the accent i 50% On improv Keeping in mind And I'm of nailing And I'm nailing both Keeping in You are keep Keeping in mind That McCann
0: Yes always Accents Take up 50% Of the brain When, when you're in that When when you're in that space He was very oh, conscious Larry
1: You haven't picked up Your towels In a bathroom <laughs> Again Oh dear boy, what a fright. I am forever less being fastidious than you, for I am the messy one, which is ironic because I am British, and you are the tidy one, despite the fact that you are clearly an authentic Italian-American man.
0: I Really wish I hadn't started down this road, but here we are. I'm
1: going to, yeah, try this is pun- your fucking punishment for, it. No, yeah, this I, is your, this I, is what you get for engaging in flights of fancy.
0: Well, you don't, just, you're, you're not punishing just me, you're punishing anyone who's listening to this. Not fair, I'm taking
1: them on an oral journey. How dare you, oh God, yeah, the oral journey that ends with blood
0: coming out their ears. Um, anyway, very conscious he was indeed that he was dealing with this formidable force. Like, I, I learned a lot about Olivier actually from reading one of Kane's biographies about this film, like, for example, like. Olivier was known as a scene stealer. And I i like, OK, what does the scene stealer mean? So apparently it means like little twitches and movements on camera that draw attention to that actor and away from other actors who should be central to whatever the scene is. And also he was an upstager. Now I was obviously heard the expression to be upstaged, but apparently it's a thing. Someone who moves backwards upstage, forcing other actors to turn their heads from the camera and speak their lines to them. So he's essentially dictating how the scene plays out. But apparently, like, Joe Mankiewicz, who's, who's the director, he was very good, like, in fairness, in terms of calming came down, um, told him he'd look after him, and they worked out a kind of a camera system to fit around how Olivier moved, so that in the edit, they could put it all together in a way where it was kind of even Stephen, even if Olivier was expecting everybody to act around him. And he did dominate everything,
1: but they seemed to have kind of... They seemed to have got on well. Yeah, uh, mutual respect, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean to Olivia's performance, This, my God, there's times in this movie where you just want to stick a few cloves in him, slather him in honey and just pop him into the oven for Christmas dinner. Like, my God, it's like pure, pure. I come from the stage, my boy. Ham. Just pure, kind of fucking full English. Ham on a play. Haven't you forgotten the jumped up pantry boy who doesn't know it?
0: One fantastic bit um, where he kind of just slides onto the couch next to Kane. And this goes back to an old conversation, something we haven't really chatted about in a long, long time the degaification of Kane in the early days. But he, he slides in beside him, and my brain just immediately goes to Olivier and Spartacus and the whole uh, oysters and mussels and all the rest of it and the lice. <laughs> like it's only a couple of minutes of kind of. Homo eroticism, but it's like he kind of slides in beside Kane and he kind of looks deeply into those. God, you get lost in those eyes, wouldn't you? But he says, you lived. He's talking about the, um, the whole game playing and testing. He was testing. I'm testing you. You were my sort of person. You lived more intensely in my company than anybody else's, even Marguerite. We know what it is to play a game, you and I. That's so rare. Two people brought together, evenly matched to make of life a continuing charade of invention. At this point, like, I'm just expecting Olivier to ask him if he enjoys both oysters and mussels and whether he has any objections to savouring
1: the pleasures of both. Like, it was, <laughs> I just
0: thought it was, great. It was a great one.
1: Yeah, and I, I think spot, uh, uh, when uh, Kay's character refers to knowing about uh, Larry's impotence, or Larry's character's impotence yes. as well, this is all kind of, it's obviously... Uh, because he is no longer attracted to women he's attracted to the game game is everything games mm-hmm. games 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 oh games 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 you think games, 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 games 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 you think oh. he's attracted to games oh i think he is, I think oh, he, is like, I, i'd say no if you took out a game of Monop, sorry i say no if you took out Bokaroo there you would have to you, you keep it away from a black light anyway i tell you that much that donkey oh. that has been abused
0: oh he, he's game he's gaming that donkey up good that um, sure is. overall, overall
1: oh, no one wants to throw everyone off.
0: <laughs> Kane, okay, the Kane performance. Look, for me, anyway, for my thing, I thought like the dialogue is support. Like, it's it's to make the point, and this, as I say, I think is partly why you don't like it. This is a, this was a Tony award winning stage play, um, translated to the screen. Uh, Anthony Schaefer, um,
1: they could have thrown a few Morris. songs in a minute into a musical that would have made it more to <laughs> Life's
0: a game, life's a game, 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 game life's a right game. Now. So I'm going to stop you there now. You've had your quota of singing for the episode. You can go in and work on that for another day. I thought, I thought the dialogue was good. The performance was good. To me, Like it's classic. It's actually classic Kane pointing, talking slowly for emphasis. No blinking. Doesn't blink much. He's looking down. I, I learned this thing recently. Apparently, he learned a thing looking at Spencer Tracy, where he looks. He, he's always looking down until he speaks, because apparently he gives it more emphasis when you look up. I don't know. But it's, it's almost like later Kane revealed in the early 70s. But I want to throw something at you because there is one gigantic thing in the movie that you've alluded to there already, already a little bit that you have to buy into if you're going to enjoy this movie. Otherwise, you're going to go, what a complete crock of a waste of time and stupidity. What you, need, what
1: you need to buy into is essentially is that going back to 1972 that the audiences that were going to cinema were as about as sophisticated as the audience in Paris that went to see the first, the first Lumiere Brothers movie of the train coming leaving the station. That yeah. apocryphal story about they put it on and people screamed because they thought oh my God this is a real train coming towards us we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. That You have to buy into that fact because as as we mentioned, the fr- the first shot of Inspector Doppler. So it's a couple of days after Tyndall's disappearance and there's a, a knock at the door and looks the front door, nobody there goes around the back. And they reveal, and shoot, uh shoots this in the most dreadful way possible. Because in bright light, he looks less like Kane in the makeup than he does in the shadow. In the shadows, it just looks like Kane with a moustache. So you're going, <laughs> did everybody in 1972? Was there's like this mass aneurysm? that happened to cinema goers. It's like people coming out with nose going, I genuinely don't know what happened. But God, that was a great movie. (laughs) Or what the fuck was going on because is it the same way you know when you were watching Superman as a kid? You're going, God, you really can't believe a man can fly. And then you watch it and watch it now, and you're kind of going, Oh, God, that's blue screens to fuck block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it is because, again, you're this was a level of sophistication on screen that you've never really seen before from a special effects perspective. Whereas this is a man in makeup. This is a this guy is where a clearly this is clearly a Michael Caine in makeup. Oh, now, look now, take, take that aside. All right, okay, let's say, okay. Terrible idea to introduce him in Shadow because it looks exactly fucking like Michael Caine. And all your your brain is doing, okay, so we thought he was dead, so clearly he's not dead. So this is going to be explained, but why are they doing this? And how come the master of games, games master, you know, the man who was so at the upper hand of the first half of the movie, all of a sudden kind of, good evening. This is clearly you, Inspector Doppler, not anyone else, clearly not... You are you don't bear you bear a slight resemblance to the man who's gone missing. Perhaps are you related, to, uh, distant cousins? Uh, yep. Your accent is your accent is different, but so therefore you cannot be.
0: These hands yeah. look like a fucking. Talking, they, made no effort,
1: they made no effort. They effort with the hands at all. And then you kind of go, all right, maybe put it aside. Maybe if Kane put in a performance, that it's, a, it's a clearly two separate characters. Unfortunately, we come back to that age-old issue of Michael Kane and accents. So Inspector Dobler kind of talks like that. Oh, trouble up, 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 mill. Uh, there's been a murder. There's a man dead in a cider barrel. But well, unfortunately, I keep someone slipping back it in my kind of accent. That well, that was Australian.
0: Me. That was actually Australian. It's, it's, it's easy to slip. See, 50% of the brain is
1: gone there. It is, it is but I'm, I'm not a celebrated, uh, multi-nominated uh, actor.
0: I would put it, I would put his accent down as the best accent he's done so far, for what it's worth.
1: Yes, it is the best accent he's done for what it's worth. Uh, but still, it slips all the fucking time. Like, there's no consistency in it. Can I ask you a question? So
0: how long, if you could put a clock on it, how long did it take you to recognize that when he opened the door and the inspector is standing there? A second, a
1: second a second, a second, a second, a second. As soon as I saw the face, I could have gone, that's, yep. there he is, I, that's him. There. That's him. That's no. him." man. I that's, I just, that's, I What's happening there, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus, no, love. What do you think? Jesus, that's the thing. Who's dead? That can't be, though. <laughs> like, they don't look anything alike. And my brain is telling me if somebody if somebody doesn't look like another person, then they have to be two separate people. Oh, it's just
0: unbelievable. And I mean, like, as you just said there in the middle of all of that, ranting, like, like the idea that this, you know, highly tuned fictional crime writer can just suddenly turn into this complete moron and not notice that the guy standing in front of him pretending to be... Uh, pretending to be an inspector, framing him for murder. But especially
1: especially since he hasn't fucking killed him. If he had his he head killed him and that's what they're setting up, then you're kind of going, yes, he would buy into obviously, this couldn't be the man I've killed because this man is dead. But because he knows Tyndall is alive, mm-hmm. you think he'd be, even be more fucking suspicious? It's in your
0: brain. It's in your brain. But look, it's... it's it, I know, I know, I know. And you know what? To be f- if, if, if just, if the old bit of movie magic makeup had been
1: better, we wouldn't we be having wouldn't this conversation. This totally sorry, what no, sorry, saying, we what's, what's going on in the theater? You're going. You're getting your program at the start, and you're you fucking ball, you're your pot of ice cream, and you're going over. Just there's only two people in this. <laughs> and it's the intermission coming back, and, and inspector calls. <laughs> and I am mean, going to go back to the program here a second. Now, who's this? beat That's just been
0: introduced. I'm going to I'm going st- to stop you there now in, in on your hilarious comedy riff, right? Because, to be fair, I can't speak for the play, right? But for the, if you remember the opening credits that you paid so much attention to, there they lift off, they fake, fake, off fake. a load of fake actors to try and put yeah. people off the scent.
1: Yeah. But I, I got, did you, uh, this is something you could look up in one of your, uh, your uh, fact finding missions, whether or not they included it in the program for the theatres, because I'd imagine uh, fucking Equity or whoever probably would have had a, a word or two with them.
0: I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it's, it's, uh, it's the thing that you have to you have to just put it out of your head, and then once you, once once you realise when the inevitable comes, when but even if he, they look so he, he, even... he disrobes and he oh, disrobes so his face
1: very um, slowly. Goes cutting kind of through a Lex Luthor transfer. There's a bit in the middle where he's no eyebrows and no hair, and he looks yeah. less like Michael Caine then <laughs> than wrong. he does with the fucking head, the the moustache and the wig on. It's fucking ridiculous If they go <laughs> with that. Good God! Wow, that's his Tindles uh, cousin who has alopecia. Yeah, he looks like Doctor Evil. But um, just, just, just to go to like even a, a modern day cinema, what was it? Uh, two years ago, uh, was it Luca Guadagnino, I'm sorry for Mangali's name, the call me by your name director did a remake of Argento's Suspiria. Mm. And in that, there's a, a, there's uh, Tilda Swinton is in it as like Hidwitch spoiler or whatever, but it's fucking, yeah, but anyway. But there's uh, also a character, uh, this very old man who plays a psychotherapist and it's Tilda Swinton in all man makeup yes but yes, if you look I this. yeah but it was really really convincing but people worked it out because of the cast listing on the movie because they gave a fake name for the actor and somebody looked it up but that's what I mean if you looked at it you'd you'd have to look very very deeply in order for it to to kind of twig it but even you know I don't know people are more curious now but they figured this out before the movie came out that you know this that you know the, the, this character was Tilda Swinton yeah. Uh, people were clearly back in the 70s, probably had like you know more pressing things. Was Vietnam still going on in 1972? Your or, or oh, perhaps. yes, it was, yeah. Well, Vietnam's in full swing. Maybe people are worried about uh that and whatnot. And the, the I don't know, yeah, I, other, I, other history stuff in the 70s. I know <laughs> the cocaine bombs that they were dropping on South America. there right, here we go. Here we go. what yeah,
0: uh, watch, uh, What? What you're listening to here now is a person talking as though they're walking into a lake and slowly but surely their head is disappearing below the water line. <laughs> was your name still on then, was it? I also oh, can't. I'm also un, 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 unable to swim. <laughs> totally unable. And I'm throwing him stones to help him to get out. Um, Do we have anything else to say about the movie? Uh, bu- 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 We've kind of done. I, mean, I think we're both in kind of agreement. Probably me more
1: so than you that Kane was very,
0: very good in this are we yeah, go back two? to
1: what you're saying about the crying being over the,
0: like, oh yeah yeah
1: we like are yeah. character choices in this I mean, like, you're fucking exposed like Tyndall collapses like a fucking uh, one of those uh, sex beds uh, or anti-sex beds at the Olympics like just fucking gosh, as soon as he's the goodest pointed to him he's there weeping uh, weeping on the stairs and it's supposed to be this transformative moment for him as he says uh, w- once he wakes up after he's been shot with the blank you know that it's ch- forever changed It's a really like he, he turns on a dime like it's 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 for what they've established really out of fucking character and then the whole the and then it's it, it's kind of a, it flips it flips the roles i suppose uh at the first half larry's the one who's in control it's his game it's his rules and uh tyndall is dancing to his to his drum or boy uh and then in the second half it's completely reversed where tyndall Who's shown no competence whatsoever at all this. First of all, has uh, wonderful friends in the in the the makeup trade uh, mm-hmm. or the prosthetics trade, and is now uh, a phenomenal uh, character actor who's able to inhabit, well, you know, inhabit uh, the, this role <laughs> of Inspector Doppler, and all of a sudden is capable of all these machinations about you know setting up this uh, the, all the clues to, that would frame Larry for his own murder, and then all the clues that would frame Larry for uh, Tay's murder as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this is this is a complete fucking switch and it's not really realistic. I know. That's, it's not working for you. I think big, I think it's I think not you're not being... a, it's, peda- it's pedantic, I know. I think you're being uh, harsh. I I think you're one other harsh. thing, one thing I would point out well about Kane's performance, and I suppose it's written into the play as well, is that you know, this the 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 decay of his accent, so it's all he's kind of this nouveau riche, uh mm-hmm. jumped up Panty boy again, going back to that line, uh, who's uh coming introducing himself, he keeps up with kind of the upper class accent, but the more he's provoked by uh uh, Wike's character, Wike, he, he, you know, his, his accent decays and decays until so he's, he's he's back in his Barrow, uh, company accent, uh, mm-hmm. uh, towards the 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 end of the first half of the movie. So that's a good progression. He does that well. Uh, although to be fair, again, with Kane, the inability to carry an accent is something that he's really, really good at doing anyway. <laughs> it kind of comes naturally to him. It's very, it's very,
0: uh, it's a fo- it, like, like it or, or like it or love it. It's a very focused Kane performance. It is, for me, it's reminiscent now of kind of Zulu and Ipcris where he's really invested in it. Like he's yeah, clearly, he's clearly intimidated overawed, whatever you want to call it, by the prospect of, of squaring off against Olivier. But he builds himself up psychologically to do it. And he holds his own, he holds his own. And you can, you can, we can, you could, you could, you could say that that's partly helped by, by, by Larry, just absolutely hamming it up at times. But Kane more than holds his own. He had a great line. In an interview um maybe a year later um ni- around nineteen seventy three you'll find this online it's a, it's a lovely interview, but he he's asked about about you know playing a role opposite Olivier for an entire movie uh, and and how that was, and he says, well, look it's like fighting Cassius Clay he says you mightn't win, but you've got to put up a show, otherwise, why are you in the ring with him so I mean you know in in there in that line alone I think is is again we see like you said at the top engaged Kane focused kane uh i can't let myself down kane and getting sure show, it shows it kind of shows why we're doing this whole thing we know that this guy is a fabulous actor but he just sometimes a lot of the time uh he lets his mind drift for whatever reason but when he's when he's on it he's he's one of the
1: best there is yeah you're absolutely right engaged kane is good kane good kane good kane he nominated it's for engaged kane. Bad Kane, bad bad
0: Kane. He was nominated for an Oscar. He was As as was Olivier, as you mentioned. Did you mention at the top that he was he was beaten up by Marlon Brando for it?
1: I just mentioned it was the same year as The Godfather. Yeah. yeah I Sorry. Speak. Yeah, the Mar- well, he was Marlon Brando won him.
0: No, the Oscars that in 1973 were a very interesting thing people may well be aware that Brando won the Oscar for The Godfather, declined to accept the award sent up, uh, he, did, wasn't at the, he wasn't at the event, he sent uh, a woman called Sashin Littlefeather, who was an Apache, to read a statement. It was a protest by Brando, who was very much into Native American rights, and it was a protest against the, the plight of Native American in the 1970s, but also a kind of a reference to their depiction, I suppose, traditionally on screen and so on, et cetera, et cetera. What struck me, I mean, two things actually. Number one, Kane was actually one of the co-hosts for the Oscar yep. that year, with Carol Burnett, Rock Hudson, and Chuck Heston. Um, Apparently he, he says that he was, well, this is Keynes, this is Keynes version. He wasn't nervous at all about the notion of, of winning the, the best actor or anything, because he was so, he was so nervous about presenting the Oscars. Apparently there was guys like writing jokes in the wings for the presenters before they went out and off you go. But that was only, the other thing that struck me was the person who read out the nominations and announced the winner was Roger Moore, who I'm, I don't know, but I, I'm, we should know this really, but I'm guessing they were friends at this point. And so it's kind of the
1: same way that when you're from uh, when you're from Ireland and you meet somebody from outside Ireland, they ask you, do you know so-and-so? They expect you, because you're from Ireland, to know them.
0: Well, not really, because, I mean, didn't, didn't um, wasn't Kane's first agent, Roger Moore's agent, didn't Roger Moore meet him in the early 60s and say, you're going to be a star, um, and so on and so forth. So they had a relationship for about 10 years at this stage if they weren't good buddies. But anyway, point is, when Moore reads out that it's Marlon Brando, you can kind of see that, he's a little bit crestfallen looking. So it's either that he knows what's coming, that Brando isn't in the audience and what's going to happen next. And he's like, oh, I just don't want to be involved in this. Or he's a bit gutted for his buddy, but it's, um, it's, 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 it's there. It's available on you. You'll find it on YouTube, that little moment where, uh, where, where they announce this and Sachin little feathers. Yeah. It's worth, uh, point, worth, po- worth,
1: worth worth pointing out that the, the, the Oscar audience being their usual, um, fun, uh, fun house, uh, cells, uh, Mixture of booze and cheers mm-hmm. for more booze than cheers, and she went up. Uh, Kane, in, in to his credit, said he thought Brando was a coward for not going up there and taking the booze himself mm-hmm. and make the statement himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kent Eastwood, such a dickhead, such a dickhead, uh, um, dedicated uh, one of the awards to all the cowboys who were shot in John Ford movies. Oh, oh god, god. This is a man who, this is a man who debated a fucking chair, you know. <laughs> You know, there is stuff we forget about these. You know,
0: these guys who make so many great films. It's just, it's just stuff they do and
1: What's the other thing about Clint Eastwood again? Again, this is uh, alleged that he, he asks he or has asked most of his ladies to call him daddy. Oh, we're yeah. going to have to get our lawyers on that one, I think. Yeah. So it's what not the think worst think they, thing he's ever done, though. I mean, if you if you ever saw that ba- that fake baby in American Sniper, have you seen that? I if have. you don't watch the movie movies actually as far as Clint Eastwood goes, it's not terrible, but they have, a, they have a fake baby in, in, uh, in, in a scene in it and it is clearly a fake baby okay. and the actors are acting around the fact that this is clearly a fake baby um, and because Clint Eastwood finishes each take with, well, that's enough of that. Uh, he's not <laughs> one for moving back and fixing it. <laughs> so cool. Google, you know, do you know um, when we're finished this, uh, when We're finished this. So I'll, I'll ask you to briefly YouTube uh, that uh, because I guarantee you it's on there and you just have a good chuckle. I will,
0: I will. Can I, can I, Throw something at you I mean Something that's striking Like we've watched 20 odd movies now right And it's just A couple of things Have struck me about These cane rolls right Has he got a thing For sort of I don't even know What the expression is I'm just going to say Psychosexual right Psychosexual characters Like so you've got like Alfie Okay You've got the guy In the Megas Who was a bit Bit of a layer, A bit of a I don't think uh, Alfie's in psychosexual But you know what I mean It's the wrong It's the wrong expression I, I suppose what I'm trying To say is um there's a huge sort of um like there's a huge sexual element to a lot of the characters he's playing, so you've got Alfie, you've got the guy in Megas um you've got the story in Deadfall where he's 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 in love with the woman who's married to her dad um you have Z and issue with
1: the, but these psychosexual issues are more on behalf of your one and the, her adoptive yeah. father okay though. let
0: me let me just let me just go back let's just draw a line through the expression psychosexual all right, just forget all right. that right. I'm just saying, there's a huge sexual. If you draw element. a line under something, does that mean it's more important? Just like it's a look. Stop. Or? Just look. I let you sing. All right. <laughs> you've, you've, that's it. You're. You're fucking done now. Right. <laughs> no rope left. No rope. I no, said no psycho rope. sexual because I want to sound like an intellectual. <laughs> yeah, you got me now. So look, Alfie the Megas, deadfall. Z and Cole. Okay, I know Sleuth as well. There's a there's a fairly strong sexual element to the character. And also, he plays very unlikable characters. I mean, Milo Tyndall is a fairly unlikable guy and it doesn't always end well for his guys' so. I wouldn't say he's that unlikable.
1: He's, ah, a, he's a, a dickhead, but a bit of a, He's not the worst. Jesus, I mean, fuck it. The, the character... He
0: doesn't know when to stop. He keeps on and on at this... I know you're, I know Wyke is a goal as well, but he really yeah. keeps going on and on at him, you know?
1: He's not a pass, patch on and co, or whatever the name of his fucking character oh. was in Z and Co. Yeah, he was awful. But I mean... I, you, so, anyway, so...
0: Characters, unlikable characters... Uh, that doesn't always end well I mean he dies at a lot of He's died in a lot of his movies Like so The Last Valley Carter Sleuth Deadfall Kidnapped play Dirty, Or at the very least He ends up in a very bad situation Like Alfie Pulp the Italian Jobs Like that's 9 Out of 20 odd films But that's good
1: so, But I mean that's a good thing about actor uh, I'm not saying it's a bad him, thing it's, of, just uh, yeah, it's just an observation It's an observation that He's played uh, morally complicated Or morally complex characters you know, and um, people there's you know there's a gr- always a bit of gray in the people that it, there's no out and out here. In fairness, thinking back, even at the Italian job, maybe potentially Charlie Croker is probably the only, uh, and he's a he's a thief, but he's probably mm. the or kind of more black and black and white character that he's played. But every you know, there's always a level of complexity to the characters that he plays, and that is by and large a fucking coincidence because by and large he is picking these movies out of a paper hat. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think he's I think he's picking them because he sees
0: something in the character within the movie that that evolves or comes out in the end. Maybe. Are maybe. rubbish. Maybe. I, I give him that maybe that's me giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I Max, are we good? Max out of can time or do you want? Sure. To, uh... Yeah,
1: sure. No, no, I'm happy.
0: So Max out of can not for the movie, for the performance. You can go first. I know I'm going to be giving him more than you are. Go on. Seven. Seven.
1: Yeah.
0: Hang on a minute now. I'm going to the list. Wait a second. Oh, we go. I'm right. going to the list.
1: Right. I so really you need to saying- talk to you. I really need to have a conversation with you about consent, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to. Will put you come home with me? It. No. Uh, hang on. No. Let me go back to the text message that we've exchanged over the last week. I, I'm just trying Where to. Where you clearly up. indicated a willingness to go inside the house with me. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> we should not just take my fucking My answer as my final answer without? No, I was in, in some I way trying to. to- I want you to
0: know what you're saying. You're saying that. i you're saying that his performance in this is the equivalent of funeral in Berlin some years and some episodes ago. You yeah. give we give seven for that. You were you're comfortable with that? Yes. Okay. I would give him an eight for this. All right. That's only one more. Yeah, well, if, if you had, I sorry, in, if, if, a if huge you had, jump,
1: I've <laughs> given him <up> one more. <laughs> you fucking monster! I don't care what, how could you seven? I've given him a glorious eight. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. a high, a
0: higher eight. If I was rounding it up, it might even be a nine. That's not how I'm working. I'm coming back to you a bit. I'm coming back to you a bit. I'll give it an eight, all right? So what are we going to say? Seven, eight, all right?
1: Come on. I'll go eight with you. I compromise. You see, I'm a capable of compromise, but already I've reinforced your uh, negative attitude towards consent. You got it. right. I pushed him at this before, so maybe I might get a I might get a couple of fingers down there the next time. Hell no. <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> Hell no.
0: Hell no. I'm gonna keep on. I mean, 1972. I'm just like, what a year. Z and Cole, we give him one out of ten. Pulp, we gave him two Operation. out of ten. <laughs> oh my god. And absolutely. And now Sleuth leaps to seven or eight out of ten Oscar nomination, doesn't get it over the line, but another decent performance, we could at least say. So yes. We're leaving Kane, Unless there's anything else you want to say, we're going to leave McCain now at the end of 1972. Very mixed year, as we've just said. Pulling out a top drawer performance, in my opinion, anyway, the death of the salvage things. Um, yep. next up, totally. Well, actually, he takes a break from filmmaking. It seems because there's no film, no McCain film in 1973
1: at all. Is he? Are you going to that? If 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 my timing right, I think that Shakira was pregnant with their with the first child. You are, so uh, you are correct. You are. So uh, he is focusing on his family. Fair play to him. He is.
0: He gets married. Uh, Natasha is born, they buy a big dirty house and he's building extensions. And he's very concerned about the price of the extensions, let me tell you. He's basically in, I suppose, the equivalent of the John Lennon bread making phase. Um, so sort he's of just trying to settle down and put some roots down and what have you. So he, he kind of disappears for a bit of, I suppose, 1972 with 73. Um, but he returns in 1974 with the first in a run of four films, uh, beginning with the word the Okay, I don't know if that's significant or not. Uh, next up is a film called The Black Windmill. Should my grip relax on this trigger? It'll detonate enough explosive to rip your guts out. I don't. I don't know I don't either. Already know. Like I don't know either. I had a quick look. I had a very very quick look at the synopsis for this. Um, so like you know you think in 1972. Okay, so like uh, Vietnam, Stephen Vietnam, uh, Richard Nixon nixon watergate are these ticking boxes ringing bells um so we're in sort of um early 70s paranoia time so there's a bit of spying i think he might be a spy in this a bit of kidnapping maybe involved we'll see i'm kind of hoping that we find it an unexpected sort of gem at some stage you know like just a film that we've never i've never heard of the black windmill um that we just kind of find a movie that's by Kane that just kind of is surprisingly good i haven't got that yet
1: Yeah, well, there's always hope. I mean, uh, what do do you always say? It's always darkest before dawn, isn't it?
0: That's right. No, shut up, you. Quiet, you. (laughs) Um, Okay, I think we're done. That was Sleuth, uh, Larry Olivier and Mick Cain in cahoots. um, And we're done.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll see you all in 1973 for The Black Windmill. Go out go watch it. If you have any questions that you want to ask us about the Black Widow, hit us up on the tweets at MarkyCane2 or at mickfoley uh, Mick All right? Yeah, that's right. You never mentioned my Twitter handle. Why have you started now? I need to know that. I didn't give any consent for this. Speaking of consent, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm overawed uh, by the amount of positive promotion you do on Twitter for the for the podcast. So I'm just going to make sure that your your name gets out there a bit more.
0: I'm wrecked. I'm on the verge of losing my job as a result right. of this. <laughs> and that Mallow news, by the way. You, they, they can talk to you there can't they
1: that's fine no, nobody who follows Mellon News who listens to this
0: they don't that's, uh, well, that well
1: <laughs> that 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 that, that <laughs> maybe because you're not throwing your arse through all or anything nobody, nobody cares nobody cares uh, go out watch it in the YouTubes or the streams and if you have any questions hit us up on Twitter at Kane 2 until then best of luck see you that's it for this week's episode thanks for listening Make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, maybe leave a comment. Only nice ones, though. Mean comments will make Alfie cry, and no one wants to see that. The Marco Kane podcast is written, researched, and presented by Stephen Black and Michael Foley, and edited by Andrew Foley. Music is composed by Stephen Black. If you'd like to get in touch, you'll find us on Twitter at, at @malonews and at Marco Kane too. And if you enjoyed this episode, you'll find all the rest wherever you get your podcasts. The Marco Kane is a Mallow News Two Cubes production. See you next time.